Welcome to Wizard vs. Jedi, a podcast where two guys debate things that really don't matter all that much. We've learned not to take ourselves too seriously, but when it comes to things like whether a wizard would beat a Jedi, we take that very seriously. We love it so much that we decided to make a podcast about it. We hope you enjoy, and thanks for listening. We are rolling, Scott. Always have to make sure that the record button is on. We are recording. I can see that. You made me nervous when you just click record, because you never know what I'm going to be saying. I don't want to get caught. I know. Saying something bad. Let me introduce ourselves. I'm Andrew Baxter. I'm here with my co-host, Scott Clausen. This is Wizard vs. Jedi. Thank you for your continued listening to our podcast. Today we're going to pit Solo versus the Force Awakens. Let's go ahead and jump right in, Scott, to Solo. All right. Would you like to start with visual quality? Yeah, let's go for it. I'm excited about this one. So for visual quality, I gave it a three. And, you know, the more I've actually been sitting thinking about it all day today, uh, I really debated giving it a two. But, I mean... Really? Well, honestly, it's a beautiful film. I I think I'm just missing those big, wide, great shots. I agree. But I couldn't give it a two. I mean, I really thought the visuals were great. They, they were solid. They weren't perfect, so they're not a four. But they were, they were solid. One shot that really stood out to me was the Imperial Blockade and the clouds and the lightning... When they're they're getting ready yes, to go make the castle Yes, that is a great run. shot. That oh, is a great shot. Very with the, very good. With the star destroyer coming through yes. there. Yeah. Oh man, that's that, a great shot. That was awesome. That may be the best shot in the whole film. I think so. That's really the one that I was like, wow, that that that's a money shot right there. Yeah, that made you feel like you're watching a Star Wars film. Absolutely. And, and yeah, it was great. That was. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, no, no. You're fine. I mean, I didn't have a whole lot else there. I mean, I enjoyed the Kessel Run. I thought that was that was well done. And I really, I just, I enjoy seeing the Millennium Falcon. All the shots Absolutely, in Millennium Falcon. Man. That's just, that's just fun. So that's those, great. That's that's what I have. It's a solid three. I put a three as well. And the reason I didn't give it a four is because it didn't have a lot of the striking visuals that the traditional Star Wars film would have. Yeah. And that's not to say that it's. A bad film visually by any stretch. I think it's a great film. Yeah. But especially when you're comparing it to the the Force Awakens, which I watched the Force Awakens first. Okay. And so then I, I was well. I was compare you can't help but compare yeah. the two. And when I watched the Force Awakens first, which we'll get into that, I'll it'll I'll explain what was going on. I, I think really the reason I'm a little more forgiving is I think the Force Awakens is meant to be more epic. Yeah. And I don't think they wanted Solo to necessarily be epic. They wanted it to be fun. And I, and I think they succeeded yeah. in that. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. But but I think that's why I'm, I'm a little more forgiving. It's not meant to be this big, epic opera. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Right. And you know I like for you to go plot. Yep. You, you like I'll, to fill it out. So let's. I'll jump in when I feel, feel like yes. I need to. But you go for it. That's great. Act one. I like to go through the acts here. Act one is Get Off Corellia. Was, I like to summarize the act yes. in one big idea that's going on was get off Corellia. I enjoyed seeing Corellia. 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 <laughs> I enjoyed seeing that planet. <laughs> you can refer to it as that planet. Yeah, that that planet. You know where Han Solo was from. Yes. Okay. So we see that Han steals what ends up being coaxium. Yes. I believe, and that's that's a new thing for me. I had never heard of coaxium 
as a, I think it's introduced here for, at least to me, it was introduced for the first time. Maybe it was in some of the series before. I think it's in some of the books. Okay. Uh, I think that's really where it's come out, but yeah. But before it was presented as fuel, it's mentioned as fuel. We didn't know what it was. It was just sort of this ambiguous power source. So now we're, we're introduced to that. So Han is, gets taken to Lady Proxima. She and Kira escape. There's a chase that ensues. I love that chase That scene. chase is fun. That is a fun chase I love scene. the speeder getting just stuck. I mean, it's yes. only like it's going to make it, it's going to make it, and then nope, there it is. Yes, it just gives out. So they try to get on a transport, and of course Han gets through, but Kira does not. And in an, in an attempt to escape arrest, effectively, he joins the pilot school, the flying school. I loved seeing the Empire ad playing with right. the the I believe it was the Imperial March, but one of the one of the classic Star Wars songs yeah. playing over it. That that was that was cool. And it's it's interesting to me because you're seeing the Empire from a completely different perspective yeah. than you did in any of the other films. Because if you lived in if you grew up in Corellia, all you knew was Corellia. Yeah. And the Empire is controlling everything. If you have some influence if you have some interaction with the rebellion, it's probably unlikely that you would, because yeah. the rebellion is so small by comparison. And he effectively signs up for the for the navy, and he wants to be a pilot. And then he ends up. And the guy says, "Well, most people end up in the infantry." Yeah. And that's where Han ends up, and he runs into some criminals. And I love how the criminals are pretending to be the soldiers at that point. Yeah. And we're introduced to Beckett for the first time. I think that's the guy's name. Beckett. Yes, yep, I can't Beckett. remember his first name, but he goes by Beckett most yeah. of the film. And he's effectively Beckett saves Han's life by getting him through that little firefight they were yep. in. And then Han they so Beckett tricks the lieutenant because he has a captain's insignia on. Yeah. And says, Throw this guy in the brig, effectively. So he meets Chewie in the mud pit there. They escape with the thieves. And Han wants to go save Kira, but he's not able to do that at first. But Han's team ends up stealing the coaxium, and the leader tells him that they were hired to steal for Dryden Voss. So that's where I cut Act 1, was when they are they fail to steal the coaxium, and they have to go tell Dryden what's yeah. going on. So that shift between from that first line of story, now we move to Dryden's yacht. And that would I think that's where Act 2 starts. But I want to say something. One of the themes of this film, I think, is this idea of trust. Yeah. And Beckett, early on in the film, says... Trust no one. Trust no one. And whenever I hear that from a character in a film, I think, well, that person is going to double-cross the protagonist at some point. Because it seems like almost a trope. It's almost become a trope in films now. When someone says, don't trust anybody, and then they they double-cross the other person... And then they say, well, I told you not to trust anybody. Yeah. Me included. Yeah. And I thought that was maybe a little bit overdone. Maybe, but I'll, I do think it plays well with where we see Han and A New Hope. I, I think How so? We, we, I, I think he, he seems like a man who is not trusting anybody other than Chewie. I think he is a man. He's just, he's working for himself and he's, he's in it for himself and he's not trusting anybody. And I, I really think 
it just it plays to what we see Han already as in A New Hope. And this movie begins to help us understand how jaded Han becomes. Because at the beginning of this film, in Act One, he seems pretty hopeful guy. I mean, he's his kind of roguish self, very humorous, laissez-faire, devil may care. But he does care about Kira a lot. Yeah. Enormously. So when he's on Dryden's yacht, they're basically trying to convince Dryden not to kill them, that they're good for that however much coaxium they'd said that that he was going to get. So we're we're back on on Dryden's yacht. We're begin on Dryden's yacht, and I, I love Dryden's yacht. That was a great that, sequence. It, it's 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 a very cool ship. It is. And We've never seen anything well. like it. No, no. I love the the end or one of the end shots where Akira is is we assume piloting. Somebody's piloting it, but Akira's on it, and it just it it's going slow, and it just takes off, and it's like oh, that, yeah, it's cool. Very that very was cool. a very that was very cool. Yeah. And then Han finds Kira on the yacht. Yeah. And it's, of course, he's shocked. And I, I remember that they meet each other on the yacht, but I couldn't, I didn't remember, I, this is the second time I've watched the film, I couldn't remember if he finds her or if she finds him, and she approached yes. him, which is, to me, intriguing. I would love, and uh, not to get too far off, but I would love more of Kira's backstory, how she got to that point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she, she's a fascinating character to me. She really Absolutely. Is. She was well done. Because when he asks, how did you get out? She says... I didn't. didn't. Yeah. She's still in. She's still in the life. Yeah. She's Dryden's main lieutenant. They come up with a plan, but they need a ship. So they go to try to get Lando's ship off of him. Han loses to Lando, but they convince Lando to join them. And I like the little back and forth between Lando and Beckett. Yeah. And the, they find the ship and the Millennium Falcon's been impounded. Yeah. I just love that. It, it was I love that sequence. Good. And and Lando was just uh, Lando was great in this as well. I thought Lando was phenomenal. It, yes, he was a little. I, I wanted a little more personality from him. Really, I well, thought it played well. I think he's got a little bit bigger of a personality in the later films. Um, obviously, not uh, Glover. I'm trying to blank on his name, but not Glover. But when Billy D. Williams plays him, I think there's a little bit of a bigger personality. Okay, but I, I thought I thought he, uh, I think Donald Glover, I think, but he he played him well. Yes, and they they're able to escape, but the pirates put a homing beacon. So we've mentioned those. I forgot to mention the pirates. They're the ones who stole the coaxium in Act One. So the pirates are able to track the Falcon, and that's when Tobias says to trust no one. Yeah. So they go to the spice mines. Is it Kessel or Kesser? I, I, I believe it's Kessel. Kessel. Yes. Okay. Because that made make sense. The Kessel Run. Yeah. Right. And so they have to go in. And I love that sequence where, was it L3? Yes. Forms the Rebellion. L- I've got more on L3 later, but it's yes. It's great. Absolutely. These The newer films, this one in Rogue One, the the droids become really important characters in the film, which they I enjoyed. They, they do. They do well with them. So they deliver the coaxium to the refinery and... At this point of the film, I was a little confused, and I thought, this feels like the end of the movie should be coming up, Yeah, but there's still 30 minutes left in the film, so there's room for another act. And then Act 3 comes in when the pirates reveal that they're not pirates at all. They're really yeah. people who are, I think, without homeworlds somehow that's been destroyed or something's going on. Well, I forget and they've exactly. They've all basically been shafted by the Empire. Right. So they're they're... 
part of their, I don't know if they're officially part of the Rebel Alliance or if they're just another discontented group. Yeah, they, they obviously have a connection with the Rebel Alliance because she says, you know, that she's going to use that to help the rebellion. Okay, so but maybe it would be. I don't know if they're officially or not. Yeah, all right. And then they come up with a plan, and I love the multiple double crosses. Yes. There's a double cross on a double cross on a double cross. And the Beckett joins back with Dryden. And so that blows up the first double cross. But then they Han had double crossed Beckett because he assumed Beckett was going to double cross him. Yeah. So he lied about the actual coaxium. So the real coaxium is what they gave Dryden, even though Dryden thought it was fake. Yeah. And it was one of those I loved those back and forth double crosses. I do as well. My my one issue with it is why does Beckett now decide I'm going to double cross Dryden and try to do this now? I know there's a lot of money in line, but but he was always afraid to do anything before because he was going to be found out. Why? I, and you know, I don't understand why now he decides to do it. I think Beckett is one of those characters that is Han Solo to an nth degree. Yeah, absolutely. And Han still has somewhat of a heart. But Beckett has almost no heart. I mean, yeah. he, he, but he's still, it's amazing. He's able to play the character in a way that you still like him. Yeah. He's not a monster, no. even though his moral compass is points completely toward himself. Yeah. I feel like he thought that he would be better off if he were to join with Dryden again. Yeah. And then as the sands shifted, he realized, well, I think it's actually going to be. I'm going to be better off if I join in with with Han. And I, I guess also maybe because at that point he had lost, and I, I don't remember his love interest name, but maybe because she was gone, he he was only out for himself anymore. He didn't have to care about anybody else. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. One thing I loved is that we find out that Red Dawn is Darth Maul. Yeah. That, that was, was a pretty surprise. cool. That was a pretty cool throwback. Yeah. And I think that might tie into some of the things in the the Clone, Clone Wars. Wars. Yeah. They bring him in a little bit more. Definitely makes me want to watch more. Yes. And I did appreciate that near the end, Han shoots first. Yeah. To kill Beckett, which is one of the the controversies surrounding the new the re edited version of A New, new Hope. Hope. Yeah. Is Han shoots second, I think, in that one. But then Chewie and Han take the coaxium, and I love this is the fir- I think this is the first so that ends really Act Three. Yeah, they leave with the coaxium and it ends yeah. Act Three. But you have for the first time in the Star Wars films that we've watched, you have a denouement, where you have this ending piece that's not really a part of. I was about to say you're gonna have to explain this to me. Well, a denouement is like if, <laughs> if you're if you're thinking of a if you're thinking of a plot. Okay. So you, your plot has in a in a movie platform, your plot has basic three plots. Yeah. Or three acts. So once your act three plot comes to a resolution, that's usually the end of the film. Okay. But the but day if you're new- a Marvel movie, you're gonna have to wait till after the credits because they're right. gonna have a debut mall. Denouement. Well, the denouement is kind of the ending after the after the resolution. Okay. And an example would be an example would be the rejoicing at the end of. Rebel, like a Return of the Jedi. Okay, that would be yeah. a denouement. But that denouement comes in so closely after the yeah. end of the. It's part of the end of the act. 
But this is truly after the end of the act three yeah. and we come to a completely new thing, but it goes back and Han has obviously figured out how to, how to swindle Lando. And yeah. I loved that. Oh, it was so good. That Lando is trying to get that one card and it's not there. It's not there. And I honest, when I watched it the first time, I thought Han used that car to win. No. But no. he actually didn't. He just nope. took it from him so he wouldn't use it. He's letting him know he's been swindled. And then he says, fair and square. He said, you would have won if you had yeah. this green Psylop, I think is what he called it. But he said, I beat you fair and square. So in other words, Han didn't cheat no. to beat Lando, which I thought was to win the Falcon, which ties into so, so well to what we learn about Han in Empire Strikes Back. They, Well, I... I'll, I'll hold off on this. And that right was, a, I, I really enjoyed that scene, that scene. No, absolutely. It was so good. Great scene. So I, w- I gave the plot a four. Okay. One of my favorite, I felt like the plot made sense. Yeah. And for me, it's very much about easy to follow. Do I understand the motivation of the, of the characters? Yeah. Do I understand the reasoning behind what they're doing? And every time I understood the reasoning yeah. behind what they're doing. So I gave it a three. I, I mean, I, I think it's a solid plot. It, it kept a good plot while answering questions and showing Han's backstory. I mean, it really, we've heard a lot of things from the original trilogy about Han. And this one really, it showed us a lot. And yes. it made sense. Yeah. I, I, the only reason, I, I won't say the only reason I didn't give it a four. I think it's not, not perfect, but it was very good. And one of the one of the few things that I really don't like about the film, I don't love Lady Proxima. Why is that? I don't know. I I Honestly, it's not even necessarily. I don't hate the idea of Lady Proxima. I think I don't like that she was like this water monster or whatever. Hmm. So it's more of the way she looked than Lady Prox than than the character. So you took a point off plot for that? No, no. I'm just I've got that on my notes here. Okay. You know, sometimes I have just a hard time to figure out. out where to put That's things. Fine. That's cool. And um, but I, you know, I don't know. I, I guess I really can't say why I didn't give it a four. I think it's it's fun. I, I really really enjoy it. So no, I, I but think you and I view the three. I think you and I view these scales a little differently. We we do. No, absolutely. But I that's think and so that's fine. Well. I think yeah. that's, I'm completely it's for still you. Itself out. For you, a four has to be perfect. Yeah, I hesitate using the word perfect because it's hard to find perfect. You've used it but before. It, I, I have. I have. So I, I'm going. But yeah, it's has to be really, really great. Because I would say a four for me is among the best. Yeah. That I've watched. Like, okay. I'm thinking of all the movies we're going to look at. And I gave this one a four because I feel like the plot is among the best. And for me, plot clarity is one of the most important things. Yeah. Especially if I'm taking notes on it yeah. and I'm trying to pay attention, which I don't always do. Sometimes if I'm just watching a film to enjoy it, I'm not super closely watching the plot. Yeah. But this, I thought, was a strong we, plot. The acting was good. We definitely have our own grades as well. We grade very, oh, very sure. differently, but it but it levels out, evens out. Right. Acting quality, Scott. Lead this one off for us. So I give this one a four. Really? I, I did. Why is that? I, I thought it was great acting. I thought Young Han was played perfectly. I mean, he 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 seemed like a, a young Harrison Ford, not necessarily the way he looked, but I thought he acted the part yeah. very very well. Kira's great. She's intriguing. I want to know more. I, I liked her character a lot. Beckett. Woody Harrelson, may, I feel like he plays one role in every movie, but he plays it very, very well. 
typecast, you think? Yeah, ab- absolutely. But but I think he knows his place and he does it well. I mean, I think in Hunger Games. Yeah. Uh, there's another one I can't think of. Oh, uh, Zombie Land. He, Never he seen plays it. this. What? He it's it's a similar character, very similar. Yeah. It's this rough around the edges person, but he plays it well. And, and Beckett Beckett's great. I thought Rio was fun. I kind of hate Rio died early. I, I liked him a lot. Yeah. I really like L three. Of course. I thought she was she was great. She was hilarious. Uh, Lando, y'all know I love Lando. So I mean, of course, I, yeah. I love Lando. Dryden's solid. Um, maybe Dryden could. I, I don't know. I I'm intrigued. So I'll just say he's. You know, I'm intrigued. And if I'm intrigued, that's good. That you've done it. You've done a good job. And then, of course, last but not definitely not least, Chewie. Chewie's great as always. And he he really I like him in this movie. He does some good. Just he doesn't have to. Speak, obviously, we don't understand him, but he doesn't have to speak all the time. It's the yeah. way he just the simple like the turn of the head, or kind of the the you know, facial expressions. He does a great job with it. Yeah. So yeah. I gave it a four. I gave it a three. I said fairly strong. Nothing really jumped out to me. Okay. In order for me to give a four in acting quality, something has to, one performance at least has to grab me. Yeah. And nothing grabbed me as much as maybe I was hoping it would. But then again, I don't, nothing stood out bad either. So I think three for me is a. Maybe that was an unfair See, and I, score. I think that's I think that's where our, our grading differences come in again because I think I started a four, and then for me to move down to a three, I have to okay. have something that really like I don't like or, or wasn't good. But yeah, so your no. default is a four. It is, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I did like the way that they that the actor played Han's character. I I and, thought he really. I mean, you could tell he had studied. And, he had and, studied Han. And Han is such a great character because he's so he's such a human character. He is. We've talked about how some of the characters in Star Wars don't seem to show much emotion, especially Jedi. Yeah. Some Jedi are unflappable. But I like how Han gets scared. He is frightened and excited and so emotive. It's and great. And he, he wants to act tough, but he cares. Of course. And so, yeah. No, he, he's a very intriguing character. I, I, everybody wants a friend like Han. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. Let's talk then about the relationship between the characters. Why don't you go first on this one? I gave a four okay. on the relationship between the characters because everything made good sense. Yeah. I I thought that the I said just my notes are very limited here, but I I really liked the Kira Lando relationship. Yeah. I thought that thing I don't know if a, a better word than just it jumped off the screen yeah you could tell that there was some some history there and there was actually a line that i had to turn the subtitles on to catch i don't usually turn the subtitles on yeah but i had to turn the subtitles on to catch and lando says something to kira like you look nice or something like that she said well i knew i was going to see you yeah and that's a line that i missed the first time and thought that's such good writing it is and because even if she's lying to him it makes him feel really good about himself. Yeah. And she's obviously a person who wants to get something. They need help. They yeah. want the Millennium Falcon. And so what a great way to do it then to schmooze your your friend or your potential friend. She knows how to play the part very well. Yes. Mm-hmm. I thought that was... And it was in some ways it's a heart-wrenching story because Kira leaves. Yeah. She leaves and leaves Han. She tricks Han. She lies to Han and says, I'll be right behind you. Yeah. And then... I think Kira sees an opening yeah. in the organization with Dryden dead, and she wants to fill that 
position. Yeah. She wants to be the person right under Darth Maul. Uh, it wouldn't necessarily fit here, but since we're talking about it, I think for them to throw a love interest in there for Han, that obviously isn't Leia, and we knew it yeah. couldn't be Leia. But that's that's difficult to do. It's hard. To, it's going to be hard to get another character that you're going to want to root for Han to be with because yeah. you already have that. You want Han and Leia to be together, right? And they did it. And I think that says a lot about the movie, or at least in my opinion. I mean, I I thought I could see them together. I wanted them to be together. I, I was right. rooting for that, and it didn't work out. But I, that that really says a lot about how well done the movie was to me. And I think it sets up the Han Leia relationship. Yeah, because Han obviously likes Leia from moment one. Yeah, but he's guarded. And he's very guarded. Yeah, because he's had his heart broken. And, and I think that's why he's he, when he thinks she's in love with Luke. He's just like, okay. That's a good point. I'd never yeah. thought of that. But it does add more layers to that idea that he doesn't want to get in the way. He doesn't want to have his heart broken again. Yeah. So he's going to be very cautious. Yeah. Which gives even more humanity. Absolutely. To, to Han's character. Yeah. So you gave it a four. I gave I, it a four. I gave it a four as well. I mean, I thought. We Han, agree on something. Yeah, we, we do finally. After last episode, we had to agree on something. <laughs> uh, but. Han and Chewie, I mean, they're they're just so great. I love seeing you know getting to know yep. their their first their relationship. That's fun. Han and Kira was fascinating, as I, I say. Beckett and Han is fun. Land, Lando and and Beckett is is fun. I mean, I, I'm going to use this word a lot. I mean, that's just, the, the movie was fun. The relationships yes. were fun. Kira Dryden was believable. I thought that was that was good. Yep. And I mean, you know, I just there wasn't any relationship that I was like, eh, that doesn't make sense. And it, it all worked. It all worked well. They all had good chemistry. So I think it's four. Yeah. There wasn't any real, in some of the other films, you see some moments where I just go, oh, I wish they had done that. Yeah. Or some cringeworthy moments. And I didn't really, I didn't have any cringeworthy moments in this no. film. I thought it all made sense. And it was, it was very good. Now yeah. we're to, we're to our entertainment, entertainment value, Scott. Did you enjoy the movie? So I gave it a four. Okay. Uh, I mean, it it's fun. It's the movie is pure fun. I know I keep using that word, but but that's how I felt when I was watching it. I was enjoying it. It shows everything we've heard about and and we've know Han does, and it does a good job with it. It shows yep. his backstory, and I can watch this movie and then go back and watch a New Hope, an Empire, and and believe like okay, that's where Han comes from. I, I can yep. see. I see Han almost even in a little bit of different light when watching those because this did such a good job of explaining yep. it. It adds a lot of depth Absolutely. to the character. And, and I mean, it was it was action-packed and enjoyable. And there is a there is a trend going around or a hashtag make Solo 2. I would be all for it. I would love a second one. That's interesting. Where would you put that in the timeline? I guess in between I, the I end think of Solo would, and the beginning of... Yeah, I think you would have to go pretty soon after this movie. You right. know, maybe you could skip, skip a couple of years, but... You can't you can't go too far, but I, I. Well, how much time is there in between the end of this movie and the beginning of A New Hope? You know, I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's any characters. Well, Maul's still alive, and Maul isn't playing a part in New Hope. I'm, but yeah, I can't think of a character off the top of my head that would we would be able to reference. Because um, uh, it seems like right at the end of this film, they are he's going to try to find get a job for the Huts. Yeah, and that's the mess that he's in. At the beginning of A New Hope. But that could have been... on Tatooine. That could have been... I mean, he probably could have done multiple, multiple years of jobs. You That's know, true. Them. It's possible. So um, I gave it I gave it a three. Okay. And I think that 
The reason I gave it a three is because I will probably rewatch this film again. I did enjoy it very much, but maybe not quite as much. It was a fun movie. Yes. And I enjoy fun movies to an extent. Yeah. But it didn't give me that emotional response that some of the Star Wars films. Okay, so that's, some of, that's what I was going to ask. If you were watching this, not thinking it was Star Wars, right? do you think you would have felt differently? I'm not sure. I think this movie, if you were not a Star Wars movie fan, I think you could watch this movie. This is one of the few oh, Star Wars alone. movies where it could actually stand yeah. alone, where someone could say, well, I don't know Star Wars, but I'm... Because the movie itself is entertaining, yeah, you'd have to be you'd have to enjoy the fantasy genre. If you didn't enjoy fantasy, you're not going to enjoy this film because there's a lot of fantastical stuff. There is, but I think someone could potentially jump into this film without a whole lot of prior knowledge, yeah, and enjoy it. Oh, definitely. I just looked up as well. Solo takes place between 11 and 14 years before New Hope. So there, really? there's some there's so some there, wiggle room in there for sure. Yeah, there well, that was a lot. Yeah. I, mean, I didn't realize there was quite that much. So you could definitely do something. I, I would I would watch it. So that would put Han in his 20s, I guess I, in his early 20s or late teens. I would think he had to be I and mean, he, he looked young. Yeah. Which obviously the way he looks doesn't always matter, but uh, yeah, he he seemed pretty young. Made him I guess that would be in a, he'd be in his 30s in early 30s in yeah. New Hope maybe. Okay. Now, I put one thing in here that I forgot to mention before on entertainment value. For some reason, I put it here. I said, funny shower scene. Oh, that was With Han and Chewie. (laughs) You don't think we... What did he say? You don't think we could have done this one at a time or or something? Yeah, that that was was, funny. I thought that was hilarious. There was a lot of good comedy, a lot of good one-liners in this. Now we're to total score, Scott. I gave it a 17 total. Okay, so we're we're close. I gave it an 18. Okay. And then my Qui-Gon bonus was one point for L3. Okay. And my Jar Jar deduction, I did not take any for a Jar Jar deduction okay. of a final score of 18. So off the top of your head, you know where that ranks? Is that your highest yet? No, that's not your highest. No, Rogue, Rogue One. One was my okay. highest. Well, do you remember what that was at? It was in the, it was 20-something, okay. I think. But this okay. is among the highest. Solo has is among the highest that I've scored yeah. so far. So I said I gave an 18 for my Qui-Gon bonus. I, I really, it was cheesy. But I love the the he picks up the rock. This is a thermal detonator right there with Lady Proxima, and he does the the, the tongue click. I just I I, I chuckled. I chuckled yeah. out loud. I thought it was funny, so I gave it a point for that. And I gave it a point for in this movie. You know, he's getting ready to go through um the Kessel Run. Yeah, and and I've got a good feeling about this. You know, we we know we've we've stated right. every, every movie. Yes, we say I've got a bad feeling about this, and, and they turn it on he, its head. A yeah, little bit. and he's got this big smile. Yeah, I don't know. I, I smiled with him. I really did. My, my wife made fun of me. The movie ended, and I just sat there and smiled. And she was like, "You need to say that you just smiled like a little kid at the end of this movie." And I'm like, "I'm not going to say that, but I did. But but I did. I, I and I took away one point, Lady Proxima, and like I said, I just didn't love the way she looked. I don't know. I I wanted her to be able to. If she's really this this scary person, I wanted to be able to. I, 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 we don't know for sure if she can or cannot leave that water. I guess she can't. She can't go in the sun, right? But if I'm really afraid of this woman, I think I need to be afraid that she can come and get me. I know she's got people working for her, but right, it's silly. But yeah, well, so but I, then again, you're afraid of you're afraid of Jabba the Hutt. Jabba the Hutt's yeah. not going to get anybody. You're right. No, you're right. But I I don't know. For some reason, I didn't love it. So I ended up with a 19. Which 19. Is, That's your highest score it, it so is, far, and and it surprised me. And I actually Scott. sat here. I actually sat here last night, and I'm thinking, 
I want to take another point away from the Jar Jar reduction because I don't want it to be my highest. But but I couldn't think of another reason too. Like it, I, 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 I apparently think, it deserves I to be here. I couldn't think of anything. It was it's a overall yeah. great film. Yeah, and I um one of our one of our, uh, our friends fans on on Twitter sent us his thoughts and and he said it was a uh, real farm boy. He he said when he found out this movie was coming out, he thought why why are we doing this. And yeah. then he watched it, and he, he understood. He was like, okay, I, I get it. I need to trust them. And I, I felt the same way. I, I thought that was a good way of putting it because I really – and I kind of heard this story. I was like, man, I love Han, but do we really – like, I want new. And, no, they did such a good job with this movie. Yeah. I love it. It was so, good. Well, let's, let's just say, let's just say can, that The Force Awakens has a strong task ahead of it. If it it's it gonna, does. If it's going to meet to – to it make. does, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say off the bat, I, I really enjoy the Force Awakens. So we'll see. I'm I not, did too. We'll see where it ends up. But I really, I, I remember seeing this in theaters and walking away a little disappointed. I was the same way. Yeah, I was actually quite disappointed. And part of this, I think, was that this has one been one of the few times in my entire movie going life where the movie glitched. Oh yeah, part of the way through. So that happened for me in Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Oh no! And that was it, right in the middle of the spider. I mean, uh, it, that was disappointing. So no, I, I get that. That that's oh, that's not. It was what a real want. bummer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was a, we went to see it. I think we went to see it opening weekend. Did you go the, midnight? No. Okay. And the movie just stopped part of the way through. It was in Hans when Han is talking about the Force. Oh, and yeah. it's one of that's the most powerful scenes yeah. of the film, and that ruined that whole sequence for that, me. That, that it would, and and I'm I'm one who, and I do the same with books and movies. If it's really good, I mean, I, I forget where I am. I forget yeah, that I'm absolutely. in my reality. I mean, and yeah. so yeah, that would really that kills it. Absolutely, that's part of the that's part of the movie going. Yeah, is being in a dark theater and a huge and forgetting that you're in the world for yeah. a few minutes. I think that's the escapism that comes with watching watching films. Yeah. So that, I, I get how that would kill it. Okay, Scott. We're going to go to visual quality, The Force Awakens, visual quality. Okay. I'll go ahead and jump in here because I know it. you're going to take plot first. So I gave it a three. I thought it was it, it was beautiful. Really? Okay, and you got big eyes. I'm, I'm, so, okay, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah okay. I, gave, I gave it a three. Okay. I thought it was a beautiful movie. I thought there were some, some great shots. I love Ray scavenging inside the Destroyer. I think, uh, assuming that's what, again, if I'm wrong on these ships, I apologize, guys. But inside the Destroyer, the, the big... Yeah, I think that was the Star Destroyer. Okay, I think so. Like on its side, I think, or something I like that. I love the fact that Ray lives inside an AT-AT, that we've got this That is great. Down. That's just, it's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. The Resistance Fighters coming over the water. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that, that That's just, it, it's such a great, great shot. It had a great opening shot, had a solid closing shot. And the only, the other shot that really stood out to me was you've got the first order on the planet and they're all standing there and Hux is is giving this speech. I I just thought it was, yeah. it was a great shot. So I, I, yeah, I mean I, I nothing that that was bad. Maybe I should have given it a four, but I don't think when I'm compared to everything else, I don't I don't think it's the best. So I give it a, I give it a three. Well, I thought this was one of the most beautiful Star Wars films that I've watched. Yeah. So far. So I gave it a four. Okay. And I will say this, that if I were to watch some of the others again that I've given a three, I might give them a four because I'm now know what I'm looking for okay. to give it a four. Yeah. It's taken, gosh, how many films have we done now? But it's taken that many for me to realize, okay, that's something, and that's an important shot that I need to take into consideration. Yeah. And it's possible that I had not looked as closely before and I'm looking more closely now. Yeah. But I thought that this, 
this was one of the most beautiful, striking films so far that I've watched. And I know you and I disagree somewhat on visual quality. Yeah. And But I, I think I would say I'm probably the same as you. I, I take more notes now on visual quality than I did at the first couple of movies. And I think I, I probably because I, I know what I'm looking for as well. And there are more shots that stand out to me. And so you're you're probably right. I, I don't know. Yeah. And the yeah. Star Destroyer eclipses the planet. It I does. love that yeah. opening sequence, yeah. that opening scene, because that you're was. waiting on it. And we've got to remember that what I have to remember is this is the first Star Wars film. I think it was the first Star Wars film since the Revenge of the Sith yeah. came out. And so I'm thinking of the theater audience, and we see we're waiting on it. We're waiting on that big shot. We're waiting on the ship yeah. to come in, and it it doesn't it eclipses. Yeah. Right? It doesn't it doesn't do what we think it's going to. It doesn't come in and lit. It's lit so differently, which I really appreciated that shot to begin with. That was a very good shot. So the scavenging shots on on Jakku, so good. I thought it was just a great, great visual film. Are we I ready, would, for, ready for plot? Yeah, going in there. Well, Act One, we're gonna call it. I'm gonna call it "Looking for Luke." Yeah, so we've got to find the map that. In the Poe gets the map on Jakku from that old man, which I immediately want to know more about him. I, I thought the exact same thing. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I need to know more about this guy. Yeah. How does he know Leia? How does he know Ben? Now Kylo Ren. How does he know? All this stuff. I want to know yeah. more about him. There's a firefight. The old man gets killed. BB-8 gets the map. Poe gets taken. There's a funny line. I, I enjoyed Poe. What what happened? Do you speak first? Do I do I talk I was, first? Do you talk? I was going to stop it's, you and say the same thing. Absolutely. So so good. That was and that for that to be the first really introduction to Poe, it sets him up for the trilogy. I mean, you, it does. You, you know what kind of guy he is. It does. He's 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 a little bit arrogant. I mean, he's more than a little bit arrogant. He, he's arrogant. Yeah. But in a good way, he is, and I've said this before, he's the Han Solo of this trilogy. Yes. I mean, obviously we have Han Solo as well, but he's that, that comedic, just, just timing, he's good. Right. The, so we learned that Finn, we learned about Finn, which is the first time we see a star, I mean, excuse me, a stormtrooper yes. take off his helmet. Well, and even before that, I loved the 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 hand coming out and the bloody hand right. on, because... I think we don't think of stormtroopers as people sometimes, and yes. that really brings the reality. Like these are, these are real people, right? And so I, that that sets up even the point of Finn then defecting. And it also helps us know which one is Finn. Yeah. Once he puts his helmet back yeah. on, there's a practical aspect to that as well, which yeah. I thought was creative because otherwise you would never know who Finn was. No. How would you know they if he's standing in a line? Yeah. But you figure it out because he's got that blood streaked across his his helmet. I wrote in Act 1 lots of great, I underlined great, shots. Yeah. So Kylo gets Poe to say where the map is. We see more of that dark side of the Force being able to draw information out of people, which comes up later. I That first act really sets up like, you see Kylo Ren, you think, this is a good villain. Yes. And so I think that's why I'm a little more disappointed in the next two episodes. I is, agree. But this, this first, really the the first film and you're like, okay, this is a good, good villain. I like him. And I've, I've said this many times. I love him with the helmet on. He just, he reads more villainous, I guess. More like Vader, more like Darth Vader at that point. So we see that we have a cut to Jakku 
we see that Ray, we see about Ray's life, what it takes for her to live and make a living. Yeah. We see eating food, which yeah. is so rare in Star yeah. Wars. It comes up more than once in this movie. But I remember thinking when I was younger that you hardly ever see anybody eat yeah. in a Star Wars film. And my wheels I, are turning. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm. You see preparation, food preparation. Yeah. You see in A New Hope that Luke's aunt is preparing food, and they, I think they eat a little bit. I think Uncle Ben's eating in that scene, but yeah. But they don't really eat much. They don't share meals. You don't see somebody eat a whole meal. Yeah. Or share a meal. All you do see it in, in Phantom Menace, there's a little bit sharing a meal there. But for some reason, that struck me as it humanizes Ray so much because you see what it takes for her to make a living yeah, and how much she really does want to get off of Jakku. But she wants to leave, but she wants to stay because she's thinking her parents are going to come back. Yeah. And I thought that the Ray Finn leaving Jakku, really all of Act 1, I would go so far to say is Act 1 of The Force Awakens may be the most entertaining opening act, most fun opening act of any of the Star Wars films that I've seen so far. That that's a bold statement. I, I'm I'm just looking at Act One. No, not yeah, the whole no, film. yeah. That's still that's still a bold statement. I, I'm trying to think whether I want to disagree with you, and right off the top of my head, I, I don't think I want to. I, I want to kind of think about that, but no, yeah. I I don't think because think about all that happens. We get yeah, we get this great sequence. With Kylo Ren in a firefight, yeah, and then we get, we get Poe and Finn escaping the ship, yeah, in the Tie Fighter, and which is a great sequence, absolutely, so much good going on in that sequence. the The dialogue is so fast paced and dynamic yeah. and, and real, and then we see this, we see the, I just love that Jakku sequence, yeah. That they see, and you see the Millennium Falcon for the first time. They're like, let's look at that that piece of trash or hunk of junk, right? And they look at it. That's what it is. Let's go in the quad jumper, and the quad jumper gets blown up. I will will say this: this first act, they we knew who these that these characters were after the first act, which is impressive. Which was very impressive. I mean, that's your. This is the movie to introduce these characters, and we knew who they were after the first act. They did a great job of really saying like. This is who you're getting, and right? We, we knew where they're coming from, you know, and and why they think the way they are, why they're going to act the way they do, and it makes sense. And I I liked seeing where Finn looks over and sees Ray taking some heat from somebody. Yeah, and he walks over there to runs over there to help her, and she takes care of herself just fine. Well, and, yeah, and then the quit grabbing my hand. I right, mean, she's, I she's love a that. Strong, independent woman. I love that. I mean, she's yeah, like, quit taking my hand. I, yeah. I love that. But it, but it, and it shows Finn too though that Finn, he doesn't want to be a part of the order, the Empire, the the First Order, but he he does have that that want to help people. Right, I mean, he really is. He he wants to be a helpful person, and so yeah, I mean it, it says a lot about his character as well. Yeah, and I loved there was a line that I heard that I had never heard before. If I think I heard it right, I didn't look, I didn't watch this with the subtitles on, but there's one point where Finn looks at BB-8 and says, "Droid, please." Oh, that's fine. No, I didn't catch that. I think that. it was very quick, okay, and I yeah. missed it the first time, but I thought it was hilarious. That I thought is, that line was yeah. hilarious. Anyway, but you can also see that Finn immediately falls in love with Ray. Yeah, oh, absolutely. From moment one. He is head over heels for Ray. Yeah. And obviously Ray does not have the same feelings for him. Yeah. And that's clear. Yeah. So you've already got this romantic tension 
that's there that to be perfectly honest i feel like they swung and missed i with that whole thing agree i think they're so much better than than ray and kylo anyway if 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 she even has to have a romantic interest i mean she's not an independent woman we don't have to right? give her a romantic interest but right I think that is maybe a little reason why I don't love Ray Kylo because I kind of, I, yeah. All right. Act two, we meet Han and Chewie. So Han sequence is great oh, when they're then, in the when freighter. When they finally come in there and we're, Chewie, we're home. I mean, that chills. chills. It, it, oh, yes. I remember in the so theater, good. that was just like people cheering. And I'm, I'm one of those, I hate the, the clapping, the cheering. But I was like, yeah, that's, this is awesome. Yeah, that was good. So they go to Maz. They get BB-8 to Leia. That's the goal. Yeah. And then Finn decides to leave. Ray hears so they Ray hears something downstairs, which I thought that was very, that was reminiscent. There's so much reminiscent of the other films. Yeah. Of the first, uh, four, five, and six, I should say. And this was reminiscent to me of Empire Strikes Back with Luke and looking down into the cave. Or yeah. whatever it was on in uh, Dagobah. I forget yeah. exactly what that was, if it was a trees or a cave. Anyway, and that's when we see Ray becoming more and more interested in, more and more intrigued or in tune with the Force. Yeah. And so she opens the box, takes out the saber. She has a vision. She hears voices, and among them I heard Yoda. I yeah. actually heard Yoda's voice. I believe Obi-Wan is, is a voice really? as well. Yeah. I thought so too. I wasn't sure, but I thought hearing those voices was pretty cool and being able to recognize some of those. Yeah. So we see that Ray runs off after talking with Maz. She gets spooked and sort of runs off into the woods, it seems like. Yeah. The First Order arrives and then the Resistance arrives, which the battle, that battle sequence that takes place was wonderful. Among the best, like you have. Yeah. It's, and I think it was one of the first kinds of it's a it's a land attack yeah that is primarily there were no ground forces yeah it was all pretty much up in the air which i thought was cool although i enjoyed the 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 little ground attack that was with finn and right there was some i I did enjoy the what there was right and then kylo ren takes ray when he realizes she's seen the map yeah and Another cool dark side of the force where you can just apparently make people pass out. Yeah. Right away. That would be act two. So that's, to me, that we've got the breaking it down. We've got looking for Luke. We find meet Han and Chewie. And that happens with Maz on the island. And there's some great shots there as they're flying in. Before you. Falcon. Well, well, I guess we may get to this a little bit, a little later too. But before we get out of act two, just the. Han and Leia see each other for the first time again. That's just yeah. it was very powerful, very poignant, and 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 needed because we're like, why is Han alone? What where you yeah. know why is Leia alone? So we, we we know like there's something going on here. Yeah, and so that was very good. I would have loved a little more. I think we too. could maybe get that in when we get into a different category. Yeah, Act Three we have at the resist we're at the Resistance base. So Ray's with Kylo Ren, of course, and we know we again see that the Force gives one mind reading ability. He's trying to do the same thing with Ray that he did yeah. with Poe, but he finds that Ray is powerful with the Force and resists his interrogation, if you want to call it that. Yeah, it's the best word I could come up with. No, I think that's a good word. The First Order, order charges that weapon that they've come up with, Star Killer Base. Yeah, I think is what it was called. 
and the resistance attacks the base. Han and the rest find Ray and go to blow up the base or the shields at first. I think something like no, they were able to get the shields down by Captain Phasma. I think was able to turn yes. the shields off. Yeah, and then they have to go realize that they need to go blow up the regulator, some sort of was yeah. it a thermal regulator? Is what they called that. And I did enjoy where Han says it was a little cheesy to me. The line where Han says. It's there's always a way to blow it up. Yeah, I thought that was I don't know maybe a little on the nose for him, maybe I don't know. So Han then goes to save his son. Yeah, and rewatching that sequence, powerful, so powerful, absolutely. Because Han, when he walks, he could have easily escaped. Yeah, but Leia says, "If you find our, son, if you see our son, bring him home." Yeah. And Han tries to tries decides to try yeah to save his son even to the point where I remember the first time I watched it and and, and seeing it the, I, this is not my second time I, I don't know how many times I watched it but really noticing so before when the he's taking when Kylo is taking Ray onto the ship he makes her pass out and he's taking her onto the ship and you see Han see Kylo in the distance and she's he's carrying Ray and he he kind of gets this look on his face and the first time you watch it you think. Oh, he realizes they've got Ray, but it's not. It's it's he seeing his son, right, for the and, first and time in who yeah. knows how long. And so that it, it I mean, they really did a good job. They were they were small, but they were they were powerful. And the um, Harrison Ford is such a strong face close up actor. Oh, absolutely. He can act like his facial expressions say so much. Yeah, and he's he's a master. He's got different smiles. I mean, right. He just yeah, yeah. He's a master. At that, for sure. So then we see that that Kylo Ren kills Han. Yeah, and we know Han had to die. I think. I remember. I still hate it. I, I remember not... years ago that Harrison Ford actually wanted Han to die. Yeah. In Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. But Lucas wouldn't wouldn't let him wouldn't kill him rightfully off. so, and that was. That whole sequence, so powerful. It was. Very much was. But then we see that Ray, we have this battle between Ray and Kylo Ren and Finn. And I love the igniting lightsaber with the blue. And I will have to say that I noticed that the lightsaber, Anakin's lightsaber looks more blue in this darker sequence yeah. than I'd ever seen it before. Before it seemed more white to me. So I know before maybe I'll have to rectify what i said before that there weren't as many colors Colors, yeah so this is truly a blue saber for sure i don't know how much i liked how easy it was for ray to do a few things so at the beginning in act one as much as i loved act one i thought it the plot was a little thin that she would know how to fly the millennium falcon yeah with to as with as such precision as she could with almost no training the one thing I'll say is when she first takes off, she she not she's not flying it well. I mean, there there it's a struggle. I would I'll, I'll give it a little leniency and say maybe it was just the force. Maybe it was kind of the you know, and not, even though even if she's not recognizing it's the force, but she picks up quick, and I'm gonna say maybe it's just you know she's got the force on her side, right? Uh, because they, like I said, those first couple seconds were not smooth at all. Of course, first, you know, and so uh, I'll say maybe that, but I, but yeah, I, I would agree. She picks up on the force really quickly, and I wish that had been yeah. a little bit slower of a process. Even to the point where telling the the stormtrooper, 
you know, you're going to let me go and, and right. leave the door unlocked, whatever. Like, it, it's like, and how, you're going to drop your weapon. Yeah. It's like, how quick? It, it, it was a little too quick, but. I don't, maybe it was. There's all sorts of ways you could explain that. I think had we seen a couple things in the first act, maybe even some small things, she she's using the force to bring something to her. That would make perfect and, sense. And yeah, like she's there's there's she's attuned to it to an extent. Maybe not maybe not extremely, but just a, a little bit. That would that would have helped. I think seeing because we saw in what was it? It the, was the end of the Last Jedi. Or if if you're thinking of what I'm yeah thinking with the, the kid who the pulls the broom yes, toward that him, was the end of the Last Jedi. Him. I think seeing something like that, if she yes. had dropped something on That's the exactly floor what I was and then picked it up with a force, that would have made it more yes. believable to me to she, say that she's already a highly force-sensitive force She's aware person. of it, at least. But we, yes. it doesn't seem like she's even aware of it until right. Kylo tries to take the information from her. Well, she's not aware of it until Han talks about it. Well, yeah. And Han says it's all real. The Jedi, the force, it's yeah. all real in that sequence that I missed in the first time I watched it in theaters. Ugh. And I think I watched this film twice in theaters, and that was it. Okay. And rewatching it again, I, I have much different, much different feelings about. Yeah. My wife kids me about that all the time. She says I'll watch a movie the first time and then watch it again and not like it, but then watch a movie the first time and not like it and then watch it again and like it. Anyway. Yeah. But I, I thought it was a little thin how easy it was for Ray, relatively speaking, to beat Kylo. The only out, I kind of felt the same way, and I didn't like that Finn was kind of able to hold his weight against Kylo to an, right. for a little bit because he doesn't have, as far as we know, no. about Finn he is not force sensitive well, at all. We find out that he he there is some force sensitivity in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. But the only reason I'm ab- I'm able to sit back and say I'll forgive it is because Kylo Ren is hurt. He yeah, was I agree. shot by the blaster. Yes, and of so course. that's that's why I'll sit back and say okay, uh, and I and I, and we saw we see what's great is we see that and I call it a blaster. I don't think it's a blaster. The crossbow. Yeah, the crossbow, but it doesn't shoot bows. But the crossbow, when it's hitting other people, they're flying 20, 30 feet back. Right. So it is a powerful yes. weapon. Yes. And then when it hits Kylo, you see he just kind of takes it, and so he, you see his strength too. But well, right. yeah, we see that's a very powerful weapon. So I, I forgive it because of that. I agree. I think that certainly had. I feel like a little bit of dialogue yeah, would have been helpful there. Even a comment by Ray to say something like, I don't want to hurt you because you're injured or something. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know if she would say that or not, but some comment about his injury yeah. besides him just beating it. Yeah. He just hits it. That doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, yeah, I that agree. didn't play. To me, that didn't play quite right. We have talked about the plot a good bit and I want to go ahead and give my score. I gave it a three. Okay. I thought that it was a, I enjoyed the plot much more this time. I thought it was engaging, but I think we've, I've commented on a few things that were a little thin, even though I think it was very entertaining. So I agree. It was very entertaining, but for the plot, I give it a two. Really? And here, here's why. Okay. It's a new hope. It is a replication. You're right. And that, I, I knocked it down a little bit because it does mirror yeah. A New Hope. That And that's 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 the main reason. As much as I enjoyed it, I'm, if I'm looking strictly at plot, there, it wasn't extremely original to me. Will you let me give you a counterpoint to Absolutely. That. Absolutely. When I watched the film the first time, I thought, well, this is just A New Hope. And, and I was I think irritated. That's why, that's why I walked away disappointed. I was irritated yeah. by it because I thought, you just rewrote it. You just put A New Hope and changed yeah. things a little bit. But when I watched it again, 
A New Hope, Act One, Two, and Three are all about the star, are about the Death Star. Yeah. But this film, Star Killer Base, doesn't really come up until Act Three. Yeah. So there's a lot more going on in Act One and Two besides there's this horrible Star Killer Base that we have to destroy. Yeah. So and I remember when I watched it again, I thought, well, there's that's not as big a deal maybe as and that's why maybe I didn't score it even lower yeah. than I did. And I, I I see what you're saying. I think I'm gonna stick with a two. As much as I, 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 I want to give it a three, I and, respect and if that. this was a two is fine, you know. And I respect that. It's just yeah. Ultimately, that's that's the plot for me, and I don't have a whole lot of notes. I, but I said I I enjoyed it, but. I just wish it had been a little more original. And there was some yep. originality. I'm not saying the movie wasn't original, but I wanted a little more. That so, first act, man. Yeah. Oh, it's, first it's phenomenal. Act. I'm, I'm it's yeah. so good. Acting, Acting. quality. Oh, oh we're yeah. Hey, the same hey, time. There we go. All right. Scott, I, you lead off. All right. I give it a four. Uh, I, and you kind of, you're making a face. No, no, I did oh, too. Oh, okay, I gave okay, it a four okay. too. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was a face. So I give it a four. I mean, it's great acting. I, again, and I say this for all of them. I love Pofin and Ray. They're all great. Han and Chewie. I mean, like, like just just seeing them. That, that was great. They they both play the acts. They both play their parts well. I said this is Kylo's best film by far to me. Yeah, it's easily Kylo's best film. BB-8. He BB-8 just and I, yeah. and I love that I'm coming on droids. Like, but they they're they're just they're. I love the little thumbs up with the yeah. fire. I, yeah, little moments. I like Maz. I want to know more about Maz. I think of she's course. she's a great character. Yeah, and and this was, I think this is probably Leia's best film as well. Leia was great in this one. I, I agree. thought she did really well. So, I, yeah, I think it's a four. I mean, there's nothing that uh, – no reason I see to knock it down. Yep. And I love the look on Han's face when he's flying in. I think it's when he's flying into the Starkiller base. Oh, and they yeah. they have to come in. They have to come in at uh, light speed or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I thought oh, that was so, so good. good. Han, it's just so wonderful. Relationship between the characters. I gave it a four. I thought it, it all made sense. Maybe there was a little bit of weirdness between – Kylo Ren and Ray. We see that. It's not, yeah, it's we not see that as opening much up, but one. it's not as bad. I thought Finn, Ray, and BB 8 are fun. Ray and BB 8, they're so fun. And Han just steals the show. Yeah. In yeah. my mind. I, I give it four as well. I mean, I think Han, like I said, Han Chewie, they're great. Han Leia was, was very good, even in the, just the small bits. I enjoyed the Han Ray relationship. They, they That was just good. You, you yep. really see her, you know. I, I love that Han is really. You can see he's got a soft spot for her. You don't yes. want to show it, but he's got the soft spot for her. And she really sees him as like, I, you know, I've been looking for a parent, and you know, this could be potentially that father fig- father figure. I mean, they, they did it, they played it up, played it up very well. Uh, I love Finn Poe. I don't know why that that bromance, but I do love it. You know, it's, it's so good. Yeah, it, it's that just, first it's act. Fun. It starts in the first act. Yeah, Ray Finn uh, was was good, and I put Kylo Ray. Uh, you know, I don't really know how I feel about him. It wasn't as bad in this movie, like like you said, but. I think it's a four. If I were to knock it down, and maybe I wouldn't knock it down here, and I didn't knock it down anywhere, but if I were to knock it down, the only reason would be because Leia passes up Chewie to go hug Ray after Han dies, mm. and, and that that to me was like, no, you Chewie is Chewie's the guy you're going to hug here. I hadn't it, thought about that. That makes sense. Yeah, and so like I, I did, like I said, I didn't take points off. Maybe I should have taken a Jar Jar deduction. I, I didn't. Yeah, that but, would have been a slight. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Chewy. Yeah. Because all the stuff that they've gone through. And they're they're trying to play up the Ray, you know, but they missed it. They missed it there. 
I agree. So I, I didn't think about that before. That's a good point. Yeah. All right. Entertainment value. Well, I think you know what I'm going to say. Four. A four. Okay. Yes. But I did point in. I did point out. How does Ray know how to fly? Yeah. And I think maybe because she was a a scavenger. Yeah. That she had become intimately familiar with how ships work. Yeah. So it's possible she had some knowledge about that because we obviously see she has mechanical knowledge when she's working yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. And she's, I mean, she's flying some little, it wasn't a speeder, but she is, I shouldn't say flying, but she is driving some right. machinery. So she's got a little bit of knowledge there, but yeah. Right. And she knows how those things work. Yeah. And I wrote among the best I have watched so far, the best movie. Okay, well, Just as entertainment yeah. value, I left, or finished, didn't leave, finished the movie feeling that Star Wars feeling. Yeah. But no, I just watched an epic film and it was entertained and I, I laughed, I cried kind of situation. I won't disagree with anything you said. I I gave it a three. Okay. I didn't give it a four. The movie's fun. I, again, I think the plot not being original hurts it a little bit to it me. It does. But it's a lot of great moving. I mean, a lot of great moving. A lot of great acting. I don't know what I'm yes. talking about. A lot of great acting. Movie wasn't perfect, but I really, really enjoyed it. And like I said, it, it says a lot that I walked away in theaters disappointed. And when I go back and rewatch it, I, I, I enjoyed it even more. And I think that yeah. says that the movie holds up well. And I, I would say that I certainly felt significantly different about the film when I watched it for this than I've ever watched it before. Yeah. I think I watched it twice in theaters, and I haven't watched it since. Yeah. And this is my first so you would watch re-watch. it again. I would absolutely yeah. watch it again. That says a lot. And I, I would, I, I would even maybe just watch the first act because that was so good. No, yeah, it was. Anyway, this is going to be a tight scoring. I feel like so my score is total score is a nineteen. Wow. Okay. I gave it a Qui Gon bonus of one for Han. Yes. And then a Jar Jar deduction for the Kylo Ray sequence, Kylo Ren sequence with Ray. I thought it lasted too long. Yeah. Where he's trying to, there's just too much sort of grunting. Yeah. And I didn't like that. I feel like that was maybe 30 seconds too long. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think they're just, I think the, I think that's to show Ray's realizing the force. I think yeah. she's kind of, but, but a little I, I more dialogue would yeah. have helped it a lot. No, I definitely, I get what you're saying. So I, I gave it a 16. I gave it 16. Two on the Qui Gon bonus. One for yeah. a, a Han as well. I just, Han's great. Yep. And I, I enjoyed the trash compactor line. Yes. And that's when Han, you know, Han, so Han's, good. what are we trying to figure out? We'll do it Phasma. And he says something first, but then he says, or, or a trash compactor. And that just, you know, such, this one and the Rise of Skywalker, I think two of the, part of the reason I love these two is they throw so much of the nostalgia in. They Just do. in the small, slight things, but they do such a good job yeah. with it. So I give it two. And then I, I took away two. One, again, and maybe I, sh- I, I you know what? I'm actually going to change my score. I'm, I'm oh gonna, wow! I'm, gonna, I'm just going to take one okay. because I put plot, and I think plot. I took I took plot off at plot, you so did. I shouldn't take that off again. So I, I think to be fair, I'm going to take one off, and then I took. So the one point I took was Kylo's rage. It's just it's too much for me. I mean, it's it's kind of I don't I don't know I don't I, yeah it's it's where weird. he destroys the yeah the room. I did think it was funny though when those. Oh, the stormtroopers storm troopers come yeah. in and they just see what's going on and they hilarious. turn around. Hilarious. So I, I ultimately, I uh, I had a 16, but I, I'm raising it to a 17. I'm not going to take off for plot again. Very cool. I think I shouldn't. So, I mean, I, I, they're both. These are two of my higher scored movies. I really, really enjoyed both of these. It's a good matchup. And I, honestly, I hate that one of these has to go in the first right. round. 
we have so nineteen and seventeen. Yes. For a twenty six. Okay. Wait, That's, for a thirty six. Sorry, good grief. My gracious. If his fourth graders who he teaches math to are hearing this. Yeah, I, I no. <laughs> well, you know what I what I tell my fourth graders is this. By making mistakes we learn. This is true. And I don't need to feel badly about myself for making a calculation error. No. And I'm not going to. You shouldn't. Because it's I'm trying to ins- inspire what's called a growth mindset in students. And 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 in his defense, it, it's late. We've both been teaching all day today. So anyway, I am glad that 36. I made a mistake on this podcast because <laughs> it just proves beyond the shadow of a doubt. If anybody was questioning this, of my imperfections, you know, I which think are they, manifold. I think they found that out last episode <laughs> when you when you said that you like the Phantom Menace. So I'm not worried. Oh, I do like the Phantom Menace, people. If you haven't gone back and listened to it, you'll be entertained probably. Yes, go, go listen. I do like the Phantom Menace. I would rewatch the Phantom Menace before I would watch many of these films. I would rewatch the Phantom Menace before I'd watch Revenge of the Sith, for sure. I could say a lot, but I think uh, I think I harped on it enough last episode. So, I'm gonna so 36, say, you know. thank you, Mr. Clausen, okay. and that's, for that's helping for, me out. That is, that's for Solo. That's for Solo. Okay. 36 for Solo. And no, no, no. That's for episode seven because you okay. scored this. Sorry, yes. Force Awakens is thirty six. Solo. What did you have for? I had a nineteen for Solo. Nineteen. So I had an eighteen. Wow. So Solo's going forward by one point. I'm. I'm going to have to pull out my steel. My. Are you going to have to I'm gonna save, do my, really? I'm gonna do my save. I'm going to push. The, okay. I'm going to push the Force Awakens through. Okay. No. And I. Do you feel strongly enough about Solo? No, I, to counteract I, I, your, my save. I I love Solo. I really do. Yeah. But to me, these and and I mean, it's a two point difference. But but no, I'm I'm not going to use my save here. And so it's a thirty seven to a thirty six. No, uh, I I really enjoy the Force Awakens. So I think yeah. as much as I love Solo, I'll 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 let it go. I, I'm going to pull out my save here. Okay. No, I I can appreciate that. And the reason is is because as much as I love Solo, it is. I did not leave with that, what I'm going to call the Star Wars feeling. Yeah. And I did with, for the first time in a long time, I had that with The Force Awakens. Yeah. It was okay. so cool. I just feel like, I feel strongly enough about The Force Awakens that we have to. I was wondering if you're going to use it. No, yeah, no, I, I don't. I, I'm, I, that's I fine. Think it's, I think if this, if I'm going to use a save, this is where I'm going to use my save. Okay. Right here. It's a very good movie. So that's why I'm not. It's not like you're trying to move on a movie that I don't but like. But I've used it, so now I can't use it again. Nope, and I've so still got mine. So it's used up. You've got yours. Uh, and I, I can't counteract. I can't counteract a save at this you point. You can't, and, I, and it'll be interesting. I don't really know where I'm where I'm going to use it, if, if I'm going to use it, but I, I've still got it, and we'll see how it plays out. I didn't foresee using it today. Yeah? But... Did you think you thought the uh, Force Awakens was going to win straight up? I did. So that's, I mean, interesting, because... So you... Tell, remind me one more time. What did you have for the two movies? I had... Whoops. I just closed my. I want to say you had a, a nineteen app on my iPad. I think. Let's you, see. For the Force Awakens, I have. I gave it a, a 19. nineteen. I think you had an eighteen for Solo. And I had an eighteen for yeah, Solo. Yeah. So I mean, you had them. You you had them very close. And really, what it came down to me was entertainment value. Yeah. It was. I gave it Solo a three, and the Force Awakens a four. See, and I think I'm the exact opposite on the two, but I. I can't argue. Okay. Fair enough. Any final thoughts? Scott? No. As always, Twitter, Instagram, 
Wizard vs. Jedi podcast, go give us a like. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you really have a gripe or you just need to feel like you need to say something, Wizard vs. Jedi podcast at gmail.com. Make sure you go listen to our previous episodes. And um, next week's, well, you know what? We'll, we'll put a preview up on, oh, no, I'll tell you real quick. Next week's, next week we're going to, and we haven't really actually discussed fully how we're going to do this. But at the least, it's going to be Attack of the Clones and Rogue One. Yep. And so we'll 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 go because with the, that. Because the point is is that we've already reviewed Rogue One. Rogue One. Yeah, so, so there's we, no point. We we'll there's we'll no do a point quick review back. of that. Right. But we'll Attack give, of the Clones. We'll give a review of what our scores were and it's gonna be a strong uphill battle. It's gonna be an uphill battle for Attack of the Clones against uh, Rogue One. It's gonna be hard to beat Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, I I don't think it's gonna win. But I but I'm very curious. I have not watched Attack of the Clone. It's been a, a long, long time, time since I watched so it. So I'm very, I, I would say I'm excited to watch it. I, I don't okay. know that I should be, but I but I am because I haven't watched it in a while. I, I, I'll I be surprised if it beats Rogue One. But Keep an open mind. Yeah. No, I'd absolutely. Let's, let's, let's go. I mean, it's going to be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, and, it'll be good. Yeah. Anything else from you, Andrew? I have nothing to say other than got to work, get a, keep a growth mindset, people. That's good. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. This has been Wizard vs. Jedi. Thanks for listening.